Welcome to Women in Venture Capital. I'm Roshvina, a student at Harvard Business School with prior experience in finance and more recently venture capital in Africa. And I'm Anvita, Harvard Business School class of 22. I've actively worked in VC and tech startup space. Our mission at Women in Venture Capital is simple. Increase the representation of women in the VC industry through awareness and engagement. So join us as we engage with women establishing their presence in VC. Our guest today is Rima Reddy. Rima is a principal at SF-based early-stage fund Commerce Ventures. Commerce has 40-plus portfolio companies and focuses on investments in retail and financial services. Prior to joining Commerce, Rima had experiences at several early-stage VCs, notably the Dorm Room Fund, M13, ParaVC, and XRC Labs. In 2020, she ran StartU, an online media company covering student-led startups across campuses in the U.S. Before venture capital, Rima worked in business development at Ralph Lauren and Marc Jacobs and equity research at Goldman Sachs. She holds an MBA from Wharton. We're really excited to have you on the show today, Rima. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So jumping right in. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into venture capital, um, having worked in equity research and business development before? Yes, I think one thing about venture capital that I've noticed with many of my peers is that there doesn't seem to be one linear path to be to come into venture capital. I think probably the most traditional path that that many folks have taken is working in investment banking or consulting. Um, potentially working as an operator or founding a company uh, and then coming into venture capital. And it could be kind of any combination of of those things, um, not necessarily in that order. Um, But I've also met people who have come from many different industries, whether it be um, media and journalism or from business development roles at big big corporations, similar to what I did. Um, There's really just like no path uh, that's direct into venture capital. So for me, I, I actually didn't even know really what venture capital was when I graduated uh, from undergrad. I basically just thought, let me take the role that makes the most sense right after graduating. I thought I was going to be a stock picker for the rest of my life. So I came out of undergrad. I went to Arizona State University and I studied finance and economics there. And all I really wanted to do was be the person that says, you should buy Apple stock and you should sell Microsoft stock like, for forever. Um, and that role turned out to be equity research. So I went and uh, started my first job at Goldman Sachs, where I did work in equity research. Um, my first role was actually a little bit broader than that. So the team I worked on covered the entire S&P 500. Uh, instead of picking uh, individual stocks, we actually made recommendations on sectors. So buy consumer discretionary as a sector and sell consumer staples as a sector. Uh, and thematic trade ideas. So for example, um, maybe there was changing legislation around taxes at the time, and our recommendation to, could be to buy companies in the S&P 500 that uh, have the highest taxes because right now, the highest tax rates, because when taxes come down, they're going to actually benefit the most, whereas companies that pay the lowest taxes already are not going to benefit at all. 
And so you could, uh, you know, buy a basket of 50 stocks and then of, of high taxes and sell a basket of stocks, low taxes and, and make an alpha between those between those baskets. So I spent about three years at Goldman Sachs, the first two years working on that S&P 500 team. And then the, my third year, I spent actually working on a single stock equity team, which is, had been my goal during undergrad. Uh, and so I worked on the team that covered packaged food and household products. So that included stocks like General Mills, Hershey, Campbell's Soup uh, on the packaged food side, as well as Procter & Gamble, Estee Lauder, Church & Dwight, and a few others on the household product side. Learned a lot more hard skills, uh, including financial modeling, how to write research reports, uh, speaking with our hedge fund and mutual fund clients about what our recommendations were. Um, and had a really great experience at Goldman, uh, just kind of understanding the basics of the markets, understanding um, how to, uh, you know, have an opinion about what a company might do in its future, uh, understanding kind of basic, basic financial modeling and, and those types of skills. Um, and after three years there, I was, I was ready to like do something uh, a little bit more firm. I felt like a lot of what we were doing was moving money around. Um, and I really wanted to just like understand what a company operated like from, from the inside out. And so that's when I decided to make a switch. I had always been really interested in fashion and retail. Um, so I first went to a role at Marc Jacobs where I worked in the FP&A group um, and just understood finance from the inside out of a company. So um, that's really where you're getting into the weeds of understanding all of the expenditures of, of the company and um, modeling them out for, for future years to help other uh, the divisions within the organization kind of understand their budget for future years. Um, really learned a lot from that role. I was only in it for, for a few months, but um, was really able to take away a lot from that, from the inner workings of a company. Uh, and then ultimately landed a really, really amazing opportunity at Ralph Lauren, working in a business development and strategy role specifically focused on our digital initiatives. Um, so the digital group, uh, and, and, you know, pretty much the e-commerce group at Ralph Lauren, um, you know, of course runs the e-commerce website. Um, and part of my role was to think about both internal and external initiatives that we could, that we could do and pursue to grow that business. Um, one part of that became attending accelerator events and reading about startups and meeting with startups to understand if we could uh, form partnerships with any of these startups that could help us grow our business. So a couple of examples of things that we launched were um, a gifting initiative to try and help our, our uh, e-commerce customers gift, um, uh, gift in other ways than just buying a gift card or a clienteling solution where we helped our store sales associates connect with their customers through e-commerce and online channels as well. Um, so it was really fun. And that was kind of how I started getting a lot of exposure to early stage retail tech startups. Um, and then after about a year and a half there, um, I realized that I had a lot of great experience in finance. I really loved retail. I really enjoyed early stage startups and I wanted to sort of put all of that together. And so I took a role at XRC Labs, uh, which is an accelerator based in New York that focuses on investing in early stage startups, uh, really at the pre-seed stages uh, and all in retail tech and consumer brands. So that was kind of my first um, jump into the venture capital world. Um, I started working um, in business development there at XRC Labs first, where I was effectively doing the other, uh, other side of what I was doing at Ralph Lauren, which was helping our startups and our portfolio companies meet corporates. Uh, in retail like Ralph Lauren. 
Um, and then I moved over to the investing side where I kind of led our investment process. We had two cohorts of about eight to 10 startups per, per year that we invested in. Um, so I led that process there at XRC. Uh, and through that process, I was able to meet a lot of VCs um, and stay in touch with them. And I moved into a more traditional VC role at Congress Ventures after graduating from business school. Awesome. That's that's quite the journey. And like you said at the very beginning, there is no um, one path into venture capital. And that's something we're, we're realizing more and more as we interview more guests on this show. Um, you have a bit of experience with very early stage companies, notably student founders. In addition to joining well-known student founder investors um, like DRF and PerVC, you also ran Startview. Um, which, like I said in the intro, is a media company that covers student startups. Um, how did that whole idea come about and how was the experience um, being editor-in-chief there? Yeah, um, StartU was an incredible opportunity for me. Um, I met the founder of StartU, Kyle Robertson, who now runs an amazing startup called Cerebral, um, which I, that will be my little plug for the day. Everyone go check that out. Um, I, I met Kyle during my first year as an MBA. Um, Kyle was a recent graduate of Wharton and he had founded StartU while he was an MBA student um, and, you know, had kind of passed down the reins um, to another uh, Wharton MBA, Johnny Hammond, uh, who was who's then running StartU, who then passed it down to someone else who's running StartU. And um, they were they were looking for student scouts uh, for their first year. And part of my goal during business school was to stay really involved in the startup ecosystem. I wanted to like be aware of and have met every single startup and every single founder during business school. You know, I had some experience having worked at XRC already, and I wanted to be able to help any of my peers who were looking to start businesses with, with the experience that I had, but also just learn more about it. And if I was meeting any startups that I could introduce to other VCs, of course, hopefully that would help me uh, find a great role in, in venture capital after graduating as well. So I was really looking forward to staying in that ecosystem. And the role of a scout at StartU is to do basically just that, um, is to identify and source startups on campus, um, interview the founders, and then to write articles about, um, about the company and then publish them in an, on kind of an online, um, basically I call it like TechCrunch for student-founded startups. And so that seemed like an amazing way for me to, you know, keep a pulse on what was going on on campus um, and stay in the kind of startup ecosystem. So I spent my first year uh, with StartU as a scout, uh, and I spent a lot of time getting to know uh, Kyle, the, the former CEO, and many of the other CEOs and editors-in-chief of, of StartU uh, throughout my first year. Um, and then as they were looking for a new CEO and editor-in-chief during my second year of MBA, um, I was really fortunate to be offered that opportunity um, and, and work really closely um, with my COO, uh, JP Baugen, who was at Chicago Booth at the time. Um, and we really worked closely together on, on uh, trying to grow, grow Start You um, to new schools and bring on more scouts and just have additional coverage um, during our second year as well, which, which was a very weird year during COVID. And so I really appreciate uh, Start You for introducing me to a lot of my peers who now work in VC across other top MBA programs. It was like an incredible experience to meet those folks. And especially because everything was via Zoom, uh, it was nice to have that connectivity as well. That's that's really interesting. So I, I did some work for Paravisi as well. And um, obviously those funds end up 
um, not only scouting, but also investing in them. It's really interesting to hear about basically a company like StartU um, that is giving, you know, a platform to these startups, like making sure that they're getting exposed to, to as many people as possible. That's really cool. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about what you are focused on right now. So as an investor, what would that be? And what with an innovation and tech is getting you excited at Commerce Ventures? Absolutely. So Commerce Ventures is a nine-year-old venture firm based in the Bay Area. And kind of as our name suggests, we only focus on investing in commerce enablers. So what that means for us is what we call the commerce continuum. Um, And so that really ends up being a mixture of fintech, retail tech, and the overlap in those spaces. So I specifically, of course, given my background, really focus on investing in retail tech. So that could be any type of technology that serves a brand or retailer. Think supply chain, manufacturing, logistics, inventory management, to digital and e-commerce solutions, marketing technologies, to um, uh, headless commerce, live streaming, clienteling, um, in-store analytics, basically anything that a brand or retailer you know, might use to make their business better, both uh, customer-facing and non-customer-facing, we invest in. Um, so I, you know, have experience, uh, having worked at Ralph Lauren and Mark Jacobs and kind of see, seeing it from the inside out, also having worked at XRC labs and focusing on retail tech and consumer brands there. Um, so that's been, um, super, super, uh, interesting industry for me to, to continue to follow. Great. And, um, I want to, I want to steer the conversation a little bit towards, um, gender dynamics, which is, um, what this show, um, really, you know, has been about we've had some some amazing women on the show and um i always ask them these questions but what has your personal experience been with gender dynamics in venture capital um i'm sure you know the stats as well as i do and what do you think is being done right and what can be done better yeah i think uh in terms of my personal experience with gender dynamics in vc i think sometimes it, it can be a little intimidating when you are in a room or at a conference or in an event and you look around and maybe you see one or two or only a few other um, women there or, you know, only a few other women who are investors there. And, And sometimes there are even none. And I think that can just put you in a place where you feel like you really have to be the person who is speaking up on behalf of, of, on behalf of women uh, on top of just doing your job. Um, and so I think that 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 can be a little bit tough. Um, I do think, you know, it's it's clear at this point that there's a lack of, of both gender and racial diversity um, in the venture capital industry. And I think there are a lot of great firms, Commerce Ventures included, um, who have done a lot of great work um, to to push forward diversity initiatives within their own firms. So I'm really, really excited to, to just see that happening across across the ecosystem. Um, There are also kind of um, independent organizations that have been formed that have been phenomenal experiences for me. So one example is All Raise, which is uh, a nonprofit that's focused on increasing diversity um, within venture capital, um, as well as within um, entrepreneurship. So All Raise focuses on bringing more women to both funders or VCs, as well as founders, so entrepreneurs. Um, and it's an amazing organization that holds a summit every year, has a lot of um, programming throughout the year that really helps um, women like me. So, for example, 
for, for female principals, um, there is a program through All Raise where you are matched with several different male ally mentors throughout the year um, and are able to have and develop one-on-one relationships with those mentors and ask for guidance. And, and, and these men are um, going out of their way to, to support women and bringing more women to the industry and provide guidance and mentorship. Um, and, and typically they're very, very senior men who have been in the industry for a very long time. So um, it's, it's amazing that organizations like Always are, are able to k- kind of create those programs. For sure. Um, I think like allyship and uh, mentorship are two big things that, you know, in a network heavy industry like venture capital will really go far with solving this, you know, disparity issue. So um, All Raise has definitely been out there doing a lot of work. And honestly, as someone in, in the industry myself, I'm really grateful for the network it's built. Um, so we are nearing the end of the conversation. So I just wanted to close by asking you this question. Would you have any advice for um, women looking to break into the industry? Yeah, I, you know, people always kind of ask this question. I asked this question so many times when I was breaking into venture capital as well. And what I think I realized over the years is it really comes down to leaning into what you feel like you're naturally best at. I spent a lot of time earlier in my career thinking about what my weaknesses were and trying to figure out how to be better at my weaknesses. And I realized it's actually a lot better. Um, and, and there's, you know, a lot of leadership books about kind of this, this strategy as well. It was a lot better for me to like, at least get good enough at my weaknesses, but really spend the time focusing on my strengths because that's where I can be value additive to my firm and to portfolio companies that I work with, um, et cetera. And so one thing that I have a natural tendency towards is building relationships um, with founders, with VCs, with corporates. And that's something I really enjoy doing. Um, And so in terms of uh, advice for breaking into the industry, I would say use your kind of natural skill set and what you're good at to give you an advantage um, when you're when you're trying to show what your value add could be. So for me, um, you know, as I was mentioning before with Start You and some of my experiences at Dorm Room Fund and Pair, my value add was being able to build amazing relationships with my student entrepreneur peers and um, keep keep um, those relationships going and hopefully keep the relationships going with many of the VCs that I had met before business school and do some matchmaking and say, hey, um, you know, VCX, I know that you're looking at this industry and I have a friend or a classmate who is starting a company in that industry, you guys should meet. And I think that really helped me kind of keep connectivity across the relationships that I had made and wanted to continue to build, um, but also add value. Like a lot of VCs don't necessarily have easy access um, to some of the top uh, university campuses. And a lot of student founders are starting companies for the first time and don't necessarily know a lot of VCs. And so it's adding value on both sides. And so that was uh, one thing that I did to try and um, use my skill set to be able to break into VC. Um, but that's just my way of doing it. I think uh, everyone should kind of take take the approach that is you know best suited towards towards their skills. I think that's some great advice, and I really like um, what you said, which was do work on your weaknesses, recognize them, but also really focus on how your strengths can add value. So um, 
On that note, thank you so much, Rima, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited um, to have been on the podcast today and appreciate the time.